Against All Odds is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, and you must be 21 or older. All right, welcome to Odds, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network, powered by Omaha Audio. Cousin South comes to you on a Wednesday morning. Mikey Meatballs fiddling with the knobs. Babyface Joel Solomon producing this disaster of a show. And joining me as always, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, a degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Brian, Darren, the Parley Kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Hey, Sal. What's going on, buddy? Well, I feel, I mean, we are 15, somehow we're still 15 days away from kickoff. Um, the fact that Hard Knocks is here makes it feel so much closer than it is. And maybe the fact that uh, Harry took seven minutes to get his audio to work before the pot gets me in the mood. I know football's coming because of that. Uh, but let's, Harry, let me uh, congratulate you first. Monday night. You had the commanders. They beat up on the the biggest streak in all of sports. The Ravens cut them short at 24 consecutive preseason wins. Good job by you. Last second field goal by Sly gets it done. Yeah, that was good. Um, you know how things work, Sal. When these games are so, <laughs> it looks so fishy. Sometimes you just do have to go the other way. And that's what I said on Monday's pod. <laughs> Is that everyone? It's the only game on. It's on national television. Yeah. Fucking Aikman doing the game. Oh, here we go. It's why, why be you, fishy. Really, you know, you got to win. You want to win, and now you're going to talk your way out of like why it was no, a good I'm pick. Because like, Fucking Aikman did and, the game. That's why they it, converted third and 13. Because yeah, Fucking Aikman did the game. That's why the game was close. <laughs> yeah. And, and the streak was on the line. Yeah. And I told you with about eight minutes ago when you slammed me, why did you take the uh, commanders? I said, don't worry. The final's going to be 29, 28. Well, I'll tell you what, they ran for a big first down. The Ravens not to get too deep in the weeds here. They're up 28, 20 in the fourth with the ball. And, uh, they ran for a first down. Uh, maybe, maybe I'm getting out of sorts. So the commander score, don't get the two point conversions. Ravens could kill the clock. They really ran it. Like they didn't care about the streak parlay kid. Didn't it? Like, all right. They, they just gave the ball right back, even though they had passed midfield, uh, kind of easily. And then, uh, I, I don't know. Washington came. It felt like real football is what I'm getting at there with the, with the, it, with did, the game. it yeah. did kind of feel like real football. You got to keep in mind. Um, the commanders could say whatever they want to, but they wanted to win that game. Uh, they played their starters, uh, a right. lot longer than the Ravens did. I mean, mm -hmm. the Ravens didn't even play starters. Mm -hmm. Commanders had a lot of their starters out there throughout the game. Uh, it seemed to mean a lot more to them. Didn't the Ravens um, know that Buck and Aikman were calling the games? You'd think some of those right, starters yeah. would want to show off and, a little bit. And Right. And the bottom line is, Sal, <laughs> I mean, Harry could just say, hey, I got really lucky. Just yeah, he should say that. It's, it's fourth and 13, yeah. and they, they draw a pass interference call right. on a ball that went uh, – 30 yards out of bounds. Right, right, right. Yeah. On a play. Well, he he also that, mugged him beyond belief. He did, but he I wonder, I wonder if it was catchable. I'm not saying it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't the right, it was the right but, call. Right, Darren, you're but right. without that, you don't win. I mean, it's as simple as that. It, it's it was right. it's still lucky. Sure. But like a lot of our wins were lucky. It has nothing to do with Buck and Aikman. Uh, I, mean, I disagree. I just, listen, I I'm, disagree. Just, listen, <laughs> I'm joking there. But also, Darren, you're right. Some players played by Washington more than Baltimore. But yeah. Sam Howell looked very efficient, very good. good in those two quarters that he, he played. Did. And when we went over what team that finished in last place that might finish first this year, my Washington pick doesn't look terrible. Right. 
Well, we're going to get to the NFC East. Uh, I think we'll do that tomorrow for Thursday, Friday's podcast. Today we're doing AFC South, AFC West. Yeah, I, Listen, I, I think it's stupid. We talked about this on Extra Points, and it's a preseason game, but I feel like Washington, uh, the locker room at least, there might be some false bravado. Who cares what spurred it? But this win could be like, you know what? We're putting everything behind us. We're putting a Dan Snyder behind us. That was a big win that everyone seemed to be watching. So as dumb as it may be, maybe maybe the commanders are on the right track, at least emotionally as a team. But the fact is, I, look, let, let's just start already. The fact that we're 15 days away, Brian, is yeah. like, what are the rosters now? Get it down to 75 players and let's get pros going this weekend, Brian. Come on, enough. Let's do it. I'm ready. I'm ready yeah. for it. I mean, we I got college say, ball week zero to look forward to. But uh, anyway, go ahead. what were you say? Yeah, bro? no, I will say, yeah. I mean, that was definitely the most exciting preseason game of all time. Yeah. Right. And the fact that I don't know if you guys noticed, I mean, probably kid and I were talking about this on that last drive. The Ravens literally I loved what they did. They literally just lined 11 defenders right up on the line of scrimmage. And they're yeah, like, right. we're going yeah. to send seven guys at you every time. <laughs> we're going to send seven guys. Washington mm-hmm. actually did a good job picking up those blitzes, but it was that was actually pretty fun to watch. Like, well, they were getting slanted to death. Yeah, you're right. There were like 11 guys within two, two, three yards of the ball. So, yes. uh, yeah. that yeah. was uh, that was interesting. All right. So that we got that out of the way. The Ravens streak is over. Uh, babyface Joel Solomon says Harbaugh should be on the hot seat now, right? I mean, you, you give him no passes anymore. Um, <laughs> with, the, with what, right, babyface? Of course. This is this is what the Ravens were playing for. Yeah. Now uh, they're, what, what else is there? Yeah. What is this? Preseason <laughs> darlings, regular season, they rack, rack up uh, double-digit wins usually. All right. We went over the AFC North and the AFC East on the last podcast. Go back and listen to that. First, uh, before we get to the South and the West, let's hit Hard Knocks. I got to say, for the first time, I thought it was a little bit stale. And I'll get into why in a second. But uh, first of all, Parley Kid, do you know the four levels of competitors? <laughs> Robert Sala laid it out. It was the very first thing in the I, uh, no. episode. You know, I do not. You forgot no. already. It was that. Uh, well, I, I wasn't paying attention to that at all. Oh, I, I, my yeah. God. Does anybody remember? Yeah, they, they took a turn. That took a turn yesterday yeah. to where the, it, it just wasn't. Nearly uh, didn't live up to the standards. I think the first few episodes had nah. so it just remind the only thing I remember really because I will I'll be honest I, I fell asleep in the latter part of that episode but yeah. the, the only thing I remember is the, uh, the club all, like Harry all gas all gas no breaks I, I just <laughs> that's mm. all I remember from that episode you know Sal is wearing yeah. that shirt and that was the that was the mantra but all gas just reminds me of okay. Harry. Yeah, yeah, all gas, and his driver ran out of gas. <laughs> gas gag now. That's why he lost his sharp tank. Uh, here are the four levels of competitors, and it was like a two-minute segment. Survivors, contenders, competitors, and commanders. Now, he's got the word competitor in there in the list of levels of competitors, which I thought was weird. But survivors <laughs> are the bottom feeders. Holy like kid. It. Contenders are next. They, he day. wants everybody to be competitors and then commanders. And uh, and everyone's like, uh, okay. All right, whatever. I just, I, in a way, I feel bad for these coaches because uh, Vince Lombardi effed it up so much for all these guys because he came out with winning isn't everything. It's the only thing. And now everyone's like, oh, I got to top that somehow. Well, how do I do it? And and let alone with yeah. cameras on you well, for uh, a, a, like a month. So uh, poor Robert Sal has to come up with this. And this is what it was. Survivors, contenders. Com- what would you rather be, Parley Kid, out of those four? 
Well, if, uh, if I'm on the Jets, obviously, if you're a survivor, you're not making the team, right? I would think the bottom two yes. are going to f- have a hard time making the team. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I think I'd stick for the competitor. I don't know if <laughs> so co- commander might be too much for me to, no, to, no. to take. Well, Harry's so, got to be commanders because yeah, I mean, he bet them Monday night. But uh, anyway, yeah, it's a uh, it, get, I get, I get what he's trying to do. I get it because, yeah. you know. Think of how um, Vince Lombardi, if they had a camera on him, he's like, oh, I got to come up with something great every now, every week now. Like, <laughs> right, screwed that's up. Ex- it's unbelievable. So true. Yeah. I, Harry, what so was true. I gave. I gave this episode, the first two episodes, we it's all episode, kind of like. I like that. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I get B pluses for both of them. Yeah. This one I gave C minus D. Mm, I interesting. Mean, I, oh, it was very boring. I have to admit to, I fell asleep during it twice yeah. last night. Yeah. Um, it was pretty cool seeing Ralph Macchio at the end. The Karate Kid was nice. Oh, but so you did wake that, up. I mean, that was the very end. I did so you wake woke up, up for that? that? Yeah, yeah, very end. But just. Salah called Rogers a goat at one the goat at one point, and uh-huh. I just feel like after three episodes here, he's trying to be everyone's friend a little bit more than people respecting him as a head coach. And oh. again, I've mentioned if Rogers is one in three, how is he going to respect uh, his teammates and his offensive line if they're the problem? And it's not him, according to him. But what's Salah going to do when they're one and three? How is he going to handle these these? players and all everyone's buddies and then they're one and three and then how's he going to crack the whip i don't know i have no idea yeah i mean there's that's a tough balance to strike there i saw nathaniel hackett he's a very awkward human being i don't know if he was joking when he was like introducing himself (laughs) to players or what he was doing when he kept introducing himself to Brees yeah yeah (laughs) What, what what was that uh but my biggest problem with this and why it's different from previous seasons is we haven't really been introduced to any rookies, right? Like uh, they're not setting up the cutscenes, which makes me think they're not going to have the cutscenes because I read somewhere where they think that's mean parley kid to show that the players are getting cut. Meanwhile, first of all, it's the, it's the thing I look forward to most, right? I mean, uh, uh, you know, American idol, you want to see the train wrecks, right? Even the good singers getting cut, but and I don't think it's mean at all. Like no one's freaking out. The coaches are very nice about it. When the owners get involved, they're nice about it. So I, I kind of think they're going to abandon that because we really haven't been, you know, the pit rookie running back. That might not be a surprise now if he's cut because he's kind of injured. Doesn't look like it's uh, season threatening. And then you got the, you know, you got the the wide receiver rapper guy and, and maybe uh, like a, a special teams guy, Gibson or something. But it doesn't seem like they're, lining it up for that, which was my favorite part of, uh, of hard knocks. Well, if they go away from that, they're losing a, a very big part of their show. Yeah. Uh, and eventually uh, it will grow stale very quickly. Right. They, 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 if they want to eliminate that, that's just, it's a bad move. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody knows if you're a hard knocks watcher, you, you know that that's part of it. And that's what makes it so compelling. Mm hmm. You know, without Absolutely. it, it just becomes, what does it become? Hard knocks. It just becomes like a football show that, you know, show, I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, get, just, I get that they have to focus on Aaron Rodgers. He's the star of this I, yeah, whole thing. But, but that's what makes that show unique though, Sal. Yeah. Is, is that part of it? Well, what do we have two about, episodes you know? left, Brian? But, but, I think there's yeah, two probably, right? I think two. Yeah. yeah, that's why, but you're right though. They're not going to, maybe they'll show some of those guys getting cut, but they're not going to get 
it, it seems like what they wanted to do is avoid all of that. You know, in the past, you would see the coaches talking to each other and be like, you like this guy, you like that. Guy. Right. They don't want these. They don't want these guys seeing these episodes, you know, like yeah. they don't want they right. don't want people to see that behind the scenes stuff. And it definitely seems like if they were going to do that, Sal, they'd be folk. Yeah. Like you said, they, they haven't focused on anybody no. besides some of the top guys. So why? Right. It's not a it's not drama or a storyline now if you show somebody cut. So no, nothing yeah, unless we're not, introduced quickly to some of these guys. Yeah, like three guys. Right. I, and look, I love it. They're calling each other fat, Quentin Williams, whoever. I think Lizzo made an appearance. <laughs> I'm not sure how it worked, but uh, uh, there's other <laughs> stuff that's good. But um, and uh, go, dealing with the wide receivers for a second here. First of all. Harry Garrett Wilson is going to be drafted eight to 12 picks earlier than he was going in any draft. Thanks to last night's episode with Rogers calling him special and just showing him mm -hmm. light up the field and he's open every play and making great catches. So that's, uh, that's who you're going to take. He's going to be a first round pick of yours. Garrett no, he's Wilson. a keeper. He's, he's a keeper. He's a keeper. Not mine. John was no? keeping him, right? Isn't brother John keeping him? Oh, right. That's right. He is a keeper, right? Oh, brother John's yeah. keeping him. Oh. And of course, of course I drafted Jameson Williams above him last year. And then he, oh, wow. he, he gambles away and he's hurt and whatever. Well, so. you should keep Jamison Williams. I forgot yeah, Wilson was a keeper. Not. I'm looking at this. Wilson. Yeah, okay. It's a late keeper. I don't want any jets. I don't want any jets. You don't? You don't like any nah. of them? Interesting. Nah. Uh the other thing is, I would say for wide receivers, Randall Cobb, smart guy, good player, smarter than he is good. He made Aaron Rodgers the godfather of one of his kids years ago. And Rodgers paid it forward by saying, hey, wherever I go, you're coming with me. And that's why he's a Jet. So, uh, you know, word of advice out there. Yes, point, get a quarterback, name him, even if you're not close to him, if you haven't spoken three words to him. If you're a wide receiver, make that quarterback the godfather of one of your kids and it'll pay off. Right, Parlay kid? I mean, you, you were stupid. Yeah, well, you made me godfather. What the hell is that going to well, do for That's why. For and you, and yeah. no matter how many times I lose, you keep me around. So um, <laughs> that's, that's, that was the whole point of it, yeah. right? So, Harry, why do I keep you around? I'm trying to figure out. You, I don't got know. No kids with uh, break, no, no clue. that. Yeah. He's no like clue. <laughs> Harry's good at breaking the win streaks recently. He's, you know. I, I read somewhere that he was like two and six in his last video picks, but I don't know. Well, going for three in a row today, though. Oh, really? How does, how does that work? How does that math work? All right. Well, uh, I'm just, yeah, I'm, some, I, I was just, yeah. I was just saying though. Harry, you know, he broke that the Baltimore win streak. He broke the uh, the Vegas the That's Vegas, true, the Ace, night, Ace, the the Vegas Aces win streak. So that that mm -hmm. should be Harry's thing for the rest of the year. Should All right. Be. There you go. Too bad. Uh, too bad. Chase, Chase Elliott didn't work out, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, Ralph Macho, you did mention him. I thought that was cool at the end. It's it's one of those things where they're rolling the credits and they show him and he, he brings the team and he's introduced and he brings the team in. And he also has to say something inspirational. We started with the inspirational four levels of competitors from Robert Sala. And then we ended with Macho's inspirational <laughs> speech. And he's like, all I'm going to say is, guys, you know, word of advice from a legendary uh, Senzai actor of mine, Mr. Miyagi, who said balance. The key to success is balance. It's like, and they're like, Oh, okay. Well, I'm thinking to myself, um, <laughs> Thanks, Ralph. that line is written for Miss Pat Morita. That was not, a, was making like Mr. <laughs> that line was written by probably some poor bastard, so true. 60, 60 year old poor bastard marching in a hundred degree so heat true. picketing right now. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I, how much that's supposed Did you see that baby face? Did that strike you as weird? 
No, I passed. Oh, you out. passed out. Okay, I, 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 I passed out. And they forced him to. Uh, they forced him to say the uh, f word, too, right. which was great. So Dumb. that was that. Uh, all right, let, we're going to get to the AFC South in a second. By the way, um, Sal, you don't want my uh, dog of the show? Oh yeah, go ahead. I thought you gave it to us. What's the dog? No, of the show? I didn't give it to Salah. Was was close, but I'm still giving it to <laughs> rookie Zach Coots. Oh, the, the um, as they did get another chance to do a somewhat of a show or something for the, for the, for the, uh, yep. Talent and, show. All. Yep. and he did a rendition of, I want it that way by the Backstreet boys. And it was again, awful. He was awful <laughs> the second time. Be prepared, dude. Yeah. How would you have done it, Harry? Yeah. What would How you would do? You Harry? I would have, like, can, can you give us a little bit of that? Can you give us a little bit of that? Not right now, but, uh, yeah, you know, it's a little early in the morning here. Yeah, West Coast after time, the next so commercial break. My you would have done Daughtry. Sore, but what would you do? I, I would have had. I would have some like choreography a, a, a part of it. I'd have a little dance along with my singing. Well, you'd have I to do have on Skinny Bop. You'd have to do on Skinny Bop. You get the sequence out there. Yeah. yeah, you would have that. That would have to be your thing. Yeah, that's <laughs> when, the Steelers, um, when the Steelers are on next time. Uh, Brett Michaels, a big Steelers fan. I, uh, yeah, it's so weird what works and what doesn't work in those, uh, rookie skits. Right. So that rap um, even sucked. I was surprised they showed that. That was pretty, that was pretty dirty. That was, they, they, they try to, I know probably kid, the coaches, coaches cursing is one thing, but to show like a full on rap with graphic, get up sexual detail and the F bomb. I was just surprised Silly. that they showed it. I know that they, I know that the players ate it up, but uh, so anyway, I guess that's the guy that's going to be cut the white wrapping. If Darren up, if uh, was on wheel of fortune. He'd never pick the uh, letter up. Oh, come on. Harry, <laughs> <laughs> really so. that joke was as good as uh, Izzy's, the, the pit running back from Brooklyn. He's <laughs> about justice. But Joel's laughing his head off. He know. is? All right. Uh, what else do we want to know? Uh, all right. The co- so we'll we'll talk about this other football stuff. It's like, let's get right into the AFC South here. So we did the AFC East. We did the AFC North. Um I have Cleveland to win the North. You guys all have Cincinnati. Is that right? Or Parley Kid, you have right. Baltimore? Right. Okay. That's what it was. No, that was right. And then Harry and I have Buffalo and Parley Kid and Brother Brian have the Jets to win the East. Yep. Right. Yep. All right. And Correct. we go into detail over about their over-under wins and we have props out there. So go listen back to that one. Now, let me cover this AFC South with the Jaguars. Returning champs. Uh, favored to win again at minus 175. The Titans, second, plus 340. The Colts, third, seven to one. And the Texans, plus 850. Uh, Parley Kid, we're going to start with the Jaguars. And um, I just can't get there with this team or coach. I just can't get there yet. Their over-under is 10. You go under, you get minus 145. Like I said, 175 minus two win the division and 28 to one for the Super Bowl. I'm not going to give AFC odds. You can assume that it's half essentially of uh, the Super Bowl odds. So 28 to one to win the Super Bowl. But I don't, I know people have, um, uh, poor Mike Lombardi almost got canceled for saying bad things about Doug Peterson, who's, you know, 51 and 45 is career record. But, and I know they won 10 games and now projected to easily win that division and maybe two playoff games to improve on how they ended up last year. But I think they have some work to do. And I think the end of the season last year was a bit of a farce. They won that ridiculous overtime game, Paulie Kid, against the Cowboys, right? 
And then they follow it with three cupcake wins. Okay, you can only play who's on your schedule. But the last game was the Titans. Remember, we were in uh, were we in the Rio when that was uh, ending? Week 18 game against the Titans. Right. They yes. barely beat Josh Dobbs yes. and would have lost yes. if not for a defensive touchdown in the fourth quarter. Okay? Correct. So that's how they win the division. And then they have that wild card game at home and they're getting smoked by the chargers, just absolutely obliterated. And then a, a complete meltdown by uh, that team and their coaching staff. So they win that game miraculously. And then they lose an impossible game to lose versus the chiefs in a barely mobile Patrick Mahomes. So I don't know, great or a lot of luck on their side. I'm going to go under parlay kid. I don't like, I feel like they rested on their laurels a little. They entered the yeah. season 20 million over the cap. Uh, and, uh, I, am not as thrilled with this team, you know, especially with the first place schedule as a lot of people are, I think nine and eight sounds uh, right to me. I'm going under. So I'm with you. I just can't wrap my head around, uh, the Jaguars, uh, being a double digit win team back to back years. I'm not sure if they're there just yet, like where we can, we're sure of the consistency of this, uh, organization. Um, they have the hardest strength of schedule inside the division. Still not that tough, but inside the division, they have the toughest one. Uh, I'm counting eight losses for this team, uh, including home losses against the Ravens, the Bengals, the 49ers, and the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, I think on the road, uh, the Browns, Saints, Bills, Steelers. Uh, those could all be losses for this team. Um, last year, they were very healthy, one of the healthiest teams in the league. I, I think they got great production out of their receiving core with Kirk, Zay Jones, Angram. I think those guys come back to the pack a little bit this year. I think they outperformed uh, themselves last year, uh, et cetera. The offensive line is still not up to par with the rest of the league. Uh, Trevor Lawrence had uh, one of the quickest release times uh, last year due to the fact that they had to set up a passing game yep. that was very quickly timed because their offensive line is just not that good. I don't think this team is there just yet where we're going to see consistency year after year. I see a very slight regression. Jaguars go under the 10 wins. Yeah. So, all right. They were four and two in the division last year. So even if you say they're going to improve, let's say they're five and one in the division. I don't think they will be, but the trade-off against that is the tougher slate outside of division. Like you said, Parley, their extra games are Kansas city, San Francisco and at Buffalo. That's ridiculous. Right. So that's yes, very exactly. Tough. Um, I'm looking here. They have back to back in London, which is interesting. Weeks four and five yeah. with Atlanta and Buffalo remains to be seen if that's a, a benefit or not. Maybe the second game is a benefit. It's a harder game, but um, staying over there. I don't know. I don't even know how to analyze that. Uh, I feel like it's a foregone conclusion that Calvin Ridley is going to be dynamite. I really do. Like, I don't know. There's not a lot of evidence to say that he's going to get back to it. No. I, I have him in a player prop. We'll talk about him later. So, uh, so everyone's going bonkers over that. Like I said, they're 20 million over the cap. So they didn't really do much. They certainly didn't do anything to address that uh, pass defense, which was the fifth worst in the league. So I don't know. I'm looking at the, the London stuff and the tough schedule. And like you said, everything else going on, they couldn't add anybody um, substantial in free agency. And let, let's face it, like Doug Peterson, could he have been dropped in a better spot? You got Trevor Lawrence second year and you're succeeding Urban Meyer. So his team scored 10 points more per game than Urban squad did. But 
pretty, pretty lucky jumping in there. I think Doug Peterson's Jaguars are middle of the pack team who has to rise, even though they won the division last year, to a playoff team once again, despite being in a, a weak division. So I'm going to go nine and eight for the Jaguars and under. All right. Titans here, Harry. You agree with me here. Seven and a half is the over under. You have to go minus 125 for the over plus 340, as I said, to win the division and 100 to one. Wow. To win the Super Bowl. I love Rabel. I really do. And mm -hmm. I think he was like uh, his hands were tied last year. I know they lost their last seven games, but they had 34 players on IR, 34 and 22 to end the season. So they should have improved injury luck. At least, at least there, especially on defense. Uh, their defense was weird. Worst pass defense, 275 yards a game. Best run defense. But the thing that gets me, like people may think he's washed up or whatever, but the DeAndre Hopkins signing really made me think, all right, this team's not, they're giving it a go here. This is a last hurrah potentially for this team. They add Hopkins. Uh, they draft Skaronsky. You know, they had offensive line problems, even though, you know, Henry's right up there for most rushing yards every single year. I still think he has another mm -hmm. year in him. And like I said, don't forget, Josh Dobbs started last year in a week 18 game. It would have put them in the playoffs if not for a weird defensive touchdown at the end. I don't know who it's going to be, if it's going to be Willis or Levis or Tannehill, but uh, I like them to get to eight and I'll even say nine wins, Harry. What do you like? Wow, nine. Uh, I think this is a weird team, tough to figure out. I'm I'm going to go over with you, Sal, over seven and a half. But I think eight, uh, you mentioned Brable. He's a heck of a coach. And no matter what personnel he's had uh, on the field, he always succeeds. The Titans have had seven wins or more every year since 2015. Total consistent team here. The addition you mentioned of DeAndre Hopkins gives Tennessee a passing game with a huge weapon finally. Since they, you know, last year they didn't have it because they traded away. A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry still has it and uh, proved it after his 1,500-yard season last year. He's had 1,500 more or more yards rushing in three of the last four years. I just think the key to this team is to keep Tannehill on the he, on the field. He can ma monitor games. He can he can control games. And the D, I think the D is better than you think, Sal. Six of their 10 losses last year, they lost by 21 or less just because they didn't have much of an offense, they could have maybe had a couple more wins and gotten in the playoffs. I thought, again, this team Wait, is weird. Six of their last oh, 10, they lost by 21 or less? They allowed 21 or less. They allowed 21 or less. They allowed 21 or less. Okay, all right. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to correct you on 21 or fewer, but uh, the, the, the fact that they lost by that many was what I was uh, drawn to. All right, yeah, I'm looking at their schedule. They have a week six in London against It should have been Kansas City on the road last year. I don't know. Yeah, they have a plus 11 rest advantage. Like between the injuries and the and the schedule that should be more in their favor this year, I, I like them over seven and a half. I'm, I'm just banking on the, the best coach in the vision right there. Uh, so that's my pick. All right. Colts parlay kid, six and a half is the over under minus one fifteen. Uh, either way you want to go there seven to one to win the division, 125 to one to win the super bowl. They have Shane Steichen takes over, uh, the Philly offensive coordinator. He's the head coach, Jim Bob Cooter. Well, but we hear that name all the time. He's the offensive coordinator, uh, year one. I don't love this team. I know people want to get excited about Anthony Richardson and they're putting him in that first game. It looks like, but um, I feel like this team's a little bit cursed. They had the gambling scandal. 
They had the owner scandal. It's ongoing. They have this running back scandal. The, the best thing they did cut Matt Ryan. They saved $17 million, but they lost out. I'll, I'll say this. And I know I'm jinxing it. Parlay kid on the Gilmore trade. Um, the guy that, that was supposed to replace him was suspended and then cut. So I don't know. They add the edge from San Francisco for uh, they signed him for $11 million. They lose the linebacker from the giants or Kareke. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at them. I just think this team is a mess. Like the when they brought Jeff Saturday in, the owner says, you want to bet against this guy? Put your money down. I'd love to see it, people. And then what happened? He lost one of the worst games ever we've seen on uh, TV. Now, Steichen makes his quarterbacks run. Hertz had ran for eight times per game on average. But I think this offensive line is rough. I don't know. They did a ton to address it. They allowed 60 sacks last year, which is second uh, worst. I'm not impressed with their skill position guys, Polly kid. I mean, they're, you know, uh, you look at it like Pittman, Pittman's no, a receiver. I no. Yep. What, what if there's no Jonathan Taylor? I don't like it. I'm going yeah. under six and a half for this team. I think they're one of the worst actual uh, teams in the league. Sorry, Megan Gale. You're agreeing with me, Parley kid. So I, yeah, I think six and a half is way too high for this team. Yeah. Um, historically, you know, it's a bad combination. Rookie quarterback, rookie coach. Right. Uh, and we got that here with the Colts. I mean, I'm not saying it's not going to work out in the long run, but usually short term, it's difficult. That's a, you know, their offense ranked 32nd in the league last year. Mm-hmm. They were a bottom feeder. Um, and what have they really done to get better? I mean, this offensive line used to be the strength of the team. Uh, it has right. regressed, gotten a little bit older uh, as, as these years have gone by. And, They've they're not really ranked in amongst the elite units of the league anymore. You you don't pressure the quarterback very well, and now you're secondary with the loss of Gilmore, uh, and then the suspension uh, of the guy replacing him uh, is really really decimated that unit. Uh, again, rookie quarterbacks generally win at about a thirty six percent clip in year one. That does not bode well for this franchise. Their best player, Jonathan Taylor, that situation is a, a, a mess, mm-hmm. a total mess. Uh, you know, we'll even see the, probably they're looking to trade the guy. I don't know what's what's happening yeah. there. And like you said, there's nobody scary amongst their skill position guys. Pittman, Pierce, McKenzie. They're right. all. If you told me that they were your bottom tier, like second and third best receivers. There's nobody elite there that scares you or that's going to really help Richardson out early in his career. Yep. Uh, those guys don't get into the end zone very often. You're not, you're not a Mo'Ally Cox guy, probably kid. I thought you were a big I'm not even Cox. sure if he's the starting tight I end anymore. I think he's second. Uh, I think Woods is for, uh, uh, and, on the right? depth chart. I, uh, on the depth, right? So, I I just not convinced that this team's going to win seven games, Sal. I I don't. I think this is the easiest one we're making here, Sal. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I could be wrong. They could prove me wrong. I'll eat. I'll eat some crow. But you know, it's tough because people are like, well, you got the Colts and the Texans. You have to love one of them to uh, go over. I'm like, I don't think so. I think like you know, and I'll we'll do the Texans in a second, but. Uh, what if one of them, <laughs> what if they both have six wins? Like, wouldn't that be an improvement? What if, what if the Colts had four wins? What if they go to six next, next mm-hmm. year? Right. We're going to go to, uh, the Texans at three. What if they go to six? So I go under, they have a week 10 in Germany against new England used to be a great matchup. I wonder if the Germans think they're getting uh Brady 
Locke <laughs> or Brady Manning, but they're not. Uh, so that's it. I just, I, I don't know. I see them under, and I, I'm with you, Pauly Kid. I think they're more like three or four versus uh, seven or eight. That's for sure. So I'm going to go under. All right, brother Brian, let's tackle these Texans. Ooh. This D'Amico Ryan's takes his job. He was the, the 49ers defensive coordinator. Yeah, I don't know if he should have taken this. He might have screwed up taking. Could yeah. I, I feel like there was another job for him there, and now he's going to a team who, you know, back to back one and done coaches. Right? He's he's a good coach. I shouldn't think he should have waited it out. Yeah. But he does get C.J. Stroud. They had the best free agency class, uh, free agency uh, slate in the division. They added Mason, the guard. They gave him twenty two million dollars from Tampa Bay. They get Woods, the uh, Tennessee. Wide receiver Sheldon Rankins from the Jets is signed. Schultz, Dalton Schultz, Barley Kid goes from Dallas yep. to uh, Houston. They lose Cooks. Um, I'm looking here. They're going to be favored in two to three games, right? That, that's kind of where I am with. So where, where do you take? I, I know that, that doesn't mean they're going to lose every game that they're underdog in, but six and a half is a big number. If you go under, it's minus 150, plus 850 to win the division and 200 to one to win the Super Bowl. Now, listen, their draft class could be great. It could be like the Jets, where they have the offensive and defensive rookie of the year. They get Stroud with the second pick. They get Will Anderson, dominant uh, outside linebacker for Bama, at 207 pressures in three years. They get him with the third pick. Um, you know, I like Stroud. I'm more confident in the pocket passer who murdered the Georgia defense last year. Basically, the closest thing you're going to get to a pro squad. He had, what, 348 yards and... uh four touchdowns. Um, but I think they're better for sure, Bri, but seven and 10, I'm going to sign off on six and 11, which would double their wins, but I would pass on this mostly, but if forced to give a pick, I'll go under, but Bri, I'll hear you're over. I could be convinced. Yeah, uh, look, I, I, look, I could see where a, a pass might be, you know, I could see somebody doing that. And look, I, they were like my sleeper team when we gave out pe- uh, teams to win divisions. Cause I was saying plus eight fifty. I thought it was really good value. Now, can you go from the bottom, bottom of the league to a 7-1 team? I know it's very hard, and, and part of the kid just talked about this before with rookie coaches, rookie quarterbacks. It's tough, but mm-hmm. I will say, look, anything from Lovey Smith is a serious upgrade. I still don't know why they made that hire last year. Not that um, last week. He played hard that last week, boy. <laughs> that, la- that last week, damn That's it. That's a coach I, I want in week 18. I know. <laughs> but look, I, I do think D'Amico Ryan's going to be a good head coach. I know what you're saying, potentially maybe waiting that out because this is, it, it is always tough with the rookie QB. But I think right. drast- he's going to improve that defense drastically, especially having Anderson there. I mean – Pierce, I thought, was a really good running back last year until he hurt his ankle late in the season. Schultz, while not great, is at least an upgrade at tight end. And I do think their offensive line has a chance to be sneaky good. So Hmm. if you put that together with a schedule that is very favorable. Right. Because if you look at that, that you know, you play the, the worst teams. You play the AFC South. You play the NFC South. Your extra game is home against the Cardinals. So that's mm-hmm. why I gave them out originally as a sleeper team to win this division. But Jets, I do think and Jets and Denver too, the extra Den- Denver, yeah, 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 Jets and Denver. I mean, those are those are tough. But yeah, when you're playing your division, when you're playing Carolina, when you're playing Tampa, when you're playing, yeah, Arizona, I think it's third easiest, third easiest yeah, schedules. For yeah, them. so I, I think I, I do like them to get to get to seven or eight wins this year. Yeah, new. Uh, that's a big that's a big jump though. It is new a big head jump. coach, new defensive coordinator Burke, the uh, Cardinals. D line coach and Slowick, the uh, 49ers 
offensive uh, guy. He's the offensive coordinator. So yeah, they could do it. I just, I wonder if that defense is uh, going to be strong enough. They were just so, but maybe, so maybe bad last pass, year. Maybe a pass is right though. Maybe a yeah. pass is right. All right. Uh, Babyface, what do you want to jump in here? What are you saying? I don't know. I mean, it just seems like Bry trying to talk himself into the Texans is like Harry talking himself into a steak salad. Like, interesting. Well, <laughs> it's just, there is steak on the salad. So, Listen, maybe, the truth is, the, these South divisions are tough. They really are. Like, uh, you know, the AFC South and NFC South. We, I told you, I've mentioned twice now how the AFC South finished up in week 18 with, with Dobbs against. Uh, the Jaguars and, uh, you know, either team was lucky to win NFC South. Same thing. Um, you, you had to wait till the last week or the last two weeks to figure out who was going to, so you could kind of wait on all these divisions, both of these South divisions to make a, a choice. And that was with Tom Brady in the division. You could wait, uh, two weeks now, forget it, but we do have to pick a champ. Uh, I'm going Polly kid. You're with me here. We like the Titans plus three forty. I just think it's up for grabs and I'm betting on the best coach in the division and plus three forty. that number, that number just leaps out at me. I'd, I'd really be surprised if a healthy Titans team got swept by the Jaguars. So they should improve on three and three in the divisions, what they pulled off last year. I know it's, you know, betting the 49ers without knowing the quarterback situation is easier than betting the Titans for the same reason, but plus 340, just too big a return. I'm team Vrabel, team Derrick Henry. Uh, you're with me, Paul. Kid. I am with you here. So just for the reasons you said, uh, I think I still think this Titans team has some stuff left in their tank. Um, they'll go as long as Henry goes. Uh, you have a guy like Henry, and he hasn't really showed too much, too many signs of slowing down. I think he still has a lot left uh, to offer. The the uh, obviously the addition his yards per carry Hopkins. actually increased um, from from twenty one to twenty two. So yeah, well that that and that's that's pretty special considering they had zero passing game last year mm-hmm. like that i still don't get the aj brown trade that they made it's still to this day when that trade happened i right. still did not make any sense of it they basically gave him away uh to philadelphia in in uh when he was just beginning the prime of his career made right. no sense uh but uh, and when it comes to the quarterback situation you know Tannehill. you know what his career record is in tennessee he's 37 and 20 um, really He's won games there, right? Yeah. Um, and, and and going forth, we'll see. We'll see what with his health, uh, what what happens uh, there. And uh, I believe DeAndre Hopkins has some left. Traylon Burks, I think he obviously they took him for a reason in the draft. I I do think his injury right now. Uh, I saw mm-hmm. that he had a, a slight knee injury about a week ago. That could set their offense back a little bit because they needed him to emerge, but. I'm not ready to say the Jaguars are the class of this division. I think the Titans can still get things done there. I'm with you. And, you know, say what you will about Hopkins, but still, as as late as I remember him playing, still a very good possession, very good third down receiver. And you're, you're going to get a lot oh, of third, third and exact. fours, third and threes with Derrick Henry back there. So uh, that offense should be better for sure. All right, Bry and uh, Harry, you're going chalk. Start us off, Harry, with the Jaguars. Yeah, look, uh, fantastic season with the Jaguars last year and Trevor Lawrence. Um, Houston, new coaches in Houston, new quarterback. Got some growing pains to figure out there. Uh, Colts have numerous issues, obviously. Uh, Lawrence, Etienne, Kirk, Ingram, Calvin Ridley. I think that's a heck of an offense. Calvin Ridley, two years ago, two years ago, had uh, 
almost 1,500 yards receiving. And defensively, I like this team too. They have two of the best and most underrated safeties in the game and Rayshon Jenkins and my guy Andre Sisco from Syracuse. Six picks those two guys combined last year, almost 200 tackles. And again, Jacksonville, tremendous season last year, won a playoff game after being down like 27-0 to the Chargers. Uh, I think the Jaguars continue to improve. Okay. Are we allowed to say only because I have this number in my head because I looked him up for a prop? Can you say he had almost fifteen hundred yards receiving when he had thirteen seventy four? I guess you can. Two years ago, Harry yeah. he had two he had two hundred eighty one in twenty twenty one. He didn't play last year, obviously. He had thirteen seventy four in twenty twenty. All right, fourteen hundred. Sorry. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. I just, right. You could say almost two thousand too. I mean, I, it depends. Mm. Everyone rounds differently. <laughs> Um, all right, Bry, uh, make a better case for the Jaguars. Come on. Well, look, I mean, look, I, I told you, I originally gave out the Texans as a sleeper, right? A plus 850. Mm. But realistically, look, again, when you look at this division, you know, when you look at the Colts and Texans, let's just say rookie quarterback, rookie QB is going to be a little bit tough to tougher to win it. Although, again, I think Texans could be a little bit of sleeper, but. To me, this again, it all it's all based on Lawrence, right? The rise, the rise of Lawrence in a quarterback league. I think what we yeah. saw, especially in the second half of the year with Lawrence, like I think there was questions at the beginning of last season after a couple of games, like, oh, maybe he's not the guy. And then what you saw in that comeback in the playoffs, you're like, all right, he's the guy, right? And then mm-hmm. I, I still think Peterson's a good enough coach with them. I do think offensively they can take another step. There's a question about their depth. I mean, if ATN can stay healthy, I do think they have a lot of weapons on the field. They have some young tackles that will continue to get better. I'm not necessarily sold defensively on them. They seem to have some depth questions. But look, I think I could, you know, if I was doing the over-unders too, I think I might have even said Jaguars under, but they still win this division. I, Hmm. I do think this is like nine and eight is kind of bad. Even though they have favorable schedules, some of these teams. I still could see nine and eight and I could see the Titans and Texans eight and nine, you know, like right kind of right there with yeah, them. Well, that's I think what just, I have. I have the Titans and Jags at nine and eight. Now the Titans somehow right. went in the, the tie. Right. You have a lot, you have a lot of ties in these. I got to stick to my, you know, whatever I have, I have, you know, but uh, Titans in the tiebreaker. No, I just think but, plus three forty is better than yeah, minus no, one seventy five. No, if I no, have them both at nine again, and eight. So. I, I get, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I totally hear that. I, my only concern is with, for as much as I've always said too, Vrabel is obviously probably the most underrated coach. Is it yeah. just at some point in time? And I know probably Kid St. Tannehill has been very good for them too in terms of a winning quarterback. Is it mm. just at some point in time that offense just doesn't work anymore? Like at some point in time when you're well, just running the ball all the time with Henry, does that maybe. just uh, – I can't – it can't be worse than last right. year. Well, right? that's the thing. I mean, yeah, yeah, just, that just right. injury-wise. Just injury-wise. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You're, you're yeah. right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's true. It's here's the other may thing. not work out either. Here, here's the other thing I, I would say. So, you know, the teams that everybody's excited about, who there are probably three or four teams everybody everybody's excited about. The Jaguars, the Lions, the Jets, and maybe throw the Dolphins in there. I'm not talking about like the Chiefs and the Bengals, the teams that everybody normally, the mm-hmm. Eagles. But th- I feel like those three or four teams, they somebody's got to disappoint, right? So I can't like the Lions and the Jets and the Jaguars and, and the Dolphins. Right. So I, right. I know I, I don't want to crap on Trevor Lawrence, but that's my team to regress. I didn't. I thought they got a little lucky down the stretch, and that's where uh, – that's where I put it. And by the way, there were like three projected 10 win teams last year that didn't, the Rams didn't get there, right? The Packers and uh, 
who else am I forgetting? There's a Tampa Bay, I guess, right? Even though they won the division, they weren't. Yeah, close there's to gonna 10, be. So. Yeah, there's gonna yeah. be. You know, there's gonna be two or three, right? That jump, yeah. off, that drop off. Yep. All right, let's do. Uh, I feel like we spent a lot of time on this division, too but much, uh, too we, much we have to. These. We still have to do props, and um, we'll do our uh, team props first. I'm gonna go Colts lowest scoring team ten to one. Now this is different from worst record, um, which I don't have the Colts I, by, by a win or so. I have the. Rams being worse than the Colts. Um, but the Colts could score five games and uh, win five games and score nothing. They had 289 points last year, which is only two points more than Denver had uh, at the bottom. You know, Richardson, it could be tough for him to figure out. I, I don't even agree, Parley Kid, with putting him in week one because then, then you're stuck. Like if uh, after three games, he's junk, right? You, you kind of lose all the fans. Like, uh, I don't know. I thought Minshew would be the guy uh, at least – Week one, but either way, Anthony Richardson's not putting up 30 points in each of those first few games. Again, I mentioned they're a cursed team, uh, thanks to the owner who knows how this Jonathan Taylor issue resolves itself. And uh, Parley Kid, they're a, they're a Michael Pittman injury away from having the worst wide receiver court. What would it be like Pierce, McKenzie, and Perryman? So give me 10 to 1 odds for the Colts to be the lowest scoring team. Uh, Parley Kid, you like them under division wins, two and a half, right? Yeah, I'm getting a plus number, uh, plus 110 for them to go o- under two and a half division wins. Um, maybe maybe they split with the Texans. Mm-hmm. Maybe you split with one of the other teams, and I think the other team gets you twice. I think two and four is, is the path for this Colts team in this division. Uh, and even that would be uh, could be high in, in one respect because I just don't have this team winning more than four or five games. I don't see how they're winning three in even in this less than mediocre division. They win two max. So take the under at a plus number here for them in, div- in terms of division wins. All right. Brian, we're all over it. We're all. We are all the over the here. Colts. Yeah, we're all you sure in the, the Colts. This is an interesting <laughs> one, too. The last winless team, Colts, 14 to 1 odds. Yeah, you know, look, last winless team. There's a, you know, I know there's a bunch of bad teams this Not year bad. with Tampa and, and mm. Arizona and, and the Colts and some others, but. And, and I know, look, you look at their schedule and you're like, all right, their schedule's not awful. But look, if I'm a Colts fan, I'm super excited about Richardson. I, I was looking for rushing yards props for him all over the place. But I mm-hmm. tend to agree with you. Like, Sal, I think they should have wait. Why not wait? Because you're yeah. not going to you're not going to have. I mean, look, unless something crazy happens, you're not going to have an awesome year. Like, why not wait like two week, week three, maybe? And you're like, all right. Maybe maybe you sneak in a win or two. Now you're like, and then you have, but if you lose, now you have excitement, right? We've it's seen like this a million off, times. Just that kind right? of asking for trouble with this. I yeah. know, yeah. but then look, you have the, ter- the, you just, you went over it before. Just a terrible summer. The Taylor situation's kind of got gotten mm-hmm. out of control. I doubt they get a trade partner with them. So this could just be ugly for the first couple of weeks. And like I said, they have winnable games, but I also have them losing at the Texans in week two. I have them losing at home. So, so that's again, it. It, yeah. if you start We're, off 0-2, I know, again, mm-hmm. I know they have some other winnable games, but this is a team that lost their last seven last year. I think Richardson's going to be a, be a fun quarterback to watch. I just don't think they have a lot of pieces there. And right. I don't know. I thought 14 to one was pretty good because it's, I, I don't know. I, I, th- I think this team is going to be a three or four one team. So why not take a shot with them there? Well, here's what you got going for you. They have not won an opener since 2013. Yeah. So 
It's another pretty damn thing. good there. So good, with the rookie, and they're at Houston that second game. I don't know if you said yeah. they were home, but yeah, they, yeah they're yeah, at, no, Houston, they're at so Houston. So I'm trying home to think. Against, home against Jacksonville first, yeah, but yeah, right at Houston. I'm wondering what that line would be. So I mean, that's the one you have to get past, uh, right? To to, to yeah, get them at, off and at running. Houston still might only be three, three and a half, but whatever. Yep. I mean, it depends. Yeah. But I know you're at home. You have the Rams too in there, whatever. But McVeigh's mm-hmm. gonna win some games. I mean. So I think at Houston's going to be lower than three and a half, isn't it? They're both expected to win six and a half games. So, uh, yeah, at Houston might, would probably be about might, one uh, very close, but anyway, I, would, I, don't, I, I don't mind just that thought, at all. I would have just thought the home team's three points either side. Yeah. I, I could um, be could be, uh, all right, Harry, you have, uh, oh, you're going Texans here. You like the Texans. A little, yeah. Like over two and a half division wins at even money. I hope D'Amico Ryan succeeds in Houston. I think C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson bring winning attitudes as rookies to this team. Brian mentioned Pierce had a nice season last year for a team that really was anemic on offense. He had almost 1,100 yards, five touchdowns, and then got hurt, but a nice season. So they can rely on him to have a nice another season running back-wise. Um, they'll be better than last year, and they had three old total wins yeah. last year. But all of them were division wins. They right. actually won three or more division games in four of the last five seasons. Hmm. They beat Jacksonville last year. And for whatever reason, they kind of own the Jags, just throwing this out there. They're nine and one the last 10 against Jacksonville. So I'm going to go over two and a half with the Texans. Yeah, they really could have been four and two, lad. They were three, two and one, right? They tied that Colts game, obviously. Yeah, so hmm. interesting. All right. I don't mind that at all. all right, let's do player props right here. And this is uh, this is why I knew the Calvin Ridley number under nine and nine hundred and a half receiving yards is minus one fifteen. You know, I look at him and uh, there's a lot on his plate. He's got a lot to live up to. And like I said, it's a foregone conclusion that he's going to light it up and be a top five or six receiver. But he had three full seasons and only went over this number once. And there are more options for Jacksonville than he had in, that there were in Atlanta. You have Christian Kirk. It was good, solid towards, especially towards the end of the year. Zay Jones, uh, they just uh, paid Engram the tight end at the end out of the backfield. So it's going to be spread out more than it was in Atlanta. So I'm going to go under receiving yards, but I'm definitely betting on him for comeback player of the year because it's funny and ironic to have money on the guy who gambled and was out because of gambling. Um, so that's uh, that's going to be a bet of mine. But I'm going under receiving. He's going to have to do it with under 900 receiving yards is what I'm saying. Uh, Brother Bry. Will Anderson over eight sacks. So that'd be fun. I like yourself. And look, I, I know again, we say in general, take the unders. Uh, on I, go all unders these. All I, yep. I don't, um, I will say I didn't necessarily love a lot of the props that they had for the AFC South, of course, because the AFC South sucks. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I thought over eight sacks at plus, you're getting plus money here, plus 120. I thought that's pretty good. Look, this is the guy who had 34 and a half sacks at Alabama. And I will say, look, after his sophomore year, every, uh, you know, at that point, it was like, this is a once in a generation type of pass rusher, right? There was mm-hmm. talks like there was a lot of talks around that time, too, between like, I know he's a completely different player, Parsons, um, but talks about like comparable yeah. between those two. And Parsons is a guy came into the league right away, 13 sacks, 13 plus sacks in his first two seasons. I mm-hmm. think that's a pretty fair comp in terms of what Anderson could be in D'Amico Ryan's defense. So I just thought. Eight is a little low for him, so I, I I do think he could get to double digits. How dare you, Brian? It's only one Micah yeah. Parsons. Your brother yeah. slit, set you well, straight. But look, Stop but it. look in, in in college though, in no, college I know. though, 
I mean, you would say at that point in time, two years ago, you might have said eight's attainable rather, for sure, for yeah. sure for Will Anderson. All right, yeah, these numbers are so. Paul, like Nico Collins under six hundred and thirty-two and a half receiving yards. That's a good one by Darren too. Yeah, uh, what has he done his first two years? He's averaged thirty-five and four sixty, uh, hmm. with really no progression in year two. Had the same type of year as he had in year one, and this hmm. is in an offense that uh, several times during the season. Uh, they're down by 20 points in the second half and doing and they're doing nothing but throwing the ball and his numbers still mm-hmm. uh, did not do, do not jump at you. Uh, rookie quarterback and Stroud. I mean, believe it or not, I don't even think Davis Mills was that was that terrible for this team either. Yeah. But with the rookie quarterback C.J. Stroud in the fold, I, I just don't think Collins's career gets on track just yet. I don't see him jumping up. Uh, over 600 yards receiver, especially 632 uh, yards. Take the under for Nico Collins in receiving yards. All right, Harry, similar number, 625 and a half. You're going over, though, for Ingram. They tagged him, right? I know they gave him money. They, they tagged yeah. him to the tight end for uh, Jacksonville. Yeah, I like the over 625 and a half receiving yards at minus 115. Guy leaves the Giants after five seasons, goes to Jacksonville, has his best season since his rookie campaign. Had 776, 766 yards last year. Also had the most receptions in the season last year with 73. Him and Lawrence look great together. I think only getting better, too. Lawrence is going to rely on him plenty, uh, especially underneath on third downs when it's third and seven, third and eight. Get those uh, you know, short yard receptions. I think he's a uh, key to this team. Mm-hmm. Over 625 and a half. Yeah, Ingram had seven, I'm looking, 766 last year, a.k.a. almost 1,500 yards receiving. No, I'm kidding. That's how Harry went. Uh, all right, listen, we've talked a lot about this AFC South. We really, uh, really, I hope to not talk about it as much as we did in the last 20 minutes. We do the whole rest of the season, but I have a feeling uh, we're not going to be able to live up to that. Let's take a break and talk about the AFC West. A little more fun for the rest of us and when we return. Why should you bet with Caesar Sportsbook? Two words, Caesar's Rewards. Every bet brings you closer to the types of benefits only Caesar's can offer. Hotel stays, VIP experiences, sports and concert tickets, and more. It's not just an app, it's an empire. You must be 21 and older and physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Utah, and other states where prohibited. No one stop before you start. If you have a gambling problem, Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Ohio, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania. If you or someone you know has a problem, crisis counseling, and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or Maryland, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net, Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700, Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT, Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF, Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts, if you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117, New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. All right, AFC West, let's do this. You're not going to believe this. The Chiefs are favored to win the AFC West. What is going on at Caesar? Someone is asleep at the wheel. Now, minus 175 to win the AFC West. The Chargers, second, three to one odds. The Broncos, third, five to one odds. And then Bryce Lowly Raiders at 15 to one. Let's start <laughs> with these Chiefs. They're over under totals, 11 and a half. If you go over, it's minus 135. They're six to one to win the Super Bowl. We talk about it all the time. And the fact that they won shouldn't 
interfere with the plan, Brother Bri, we have, which is to bet the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl every year and to bet Mahomes to win the MVP. Yeah, although, at I, stopped, six although to one I stopped odds. doing it last year. Of course, of course you did. Of course, of course you did. Was, yeah. I, I think I said that plan originally because we were right. talking about, all right, this guy's going to win four or five Super Bowls in the next keep 10 years. Going. Let's just keep going. I stopped it, so I got to get back on this for the next year. Listen, I could be a contrarian, but you know, they've hit over 11 and a half in each of Mahomes five years. And I really don't need to look at much else. He's healthy. They're great. He's barely walking. They're great. Why would I go under, you know, Andy Reid? Sorry, Harry. Great. 117 and 45 with this team. Um, I'm trying to look at their changes. You know, they, they a little offensive line shuffling Jawan Taylor over Orlando Brown. One's in, one's out. Uh, you know, again, they're going to have a tough schedule. It's never easy. I think they only have two 1 p.m. Eastern games, which is crazy. They play your Raiders on Christmas Day, Bri. They go to Germany against Miami week nine. Uh, you know, they open Detroit at Jacksonville and Chicago. It should be easy. That defense, we could talk as much as we want about Mahomes and we should, but that defense is tremendously underrated. Like, uh, I get the Mahomes talk, but they held the Jags to 17, the Rams, all right, to 10. The Seahawks to 10, Bryce Raiders to 13. We were there for Whoa. that. It was second in sacks with 55. The Jones holdout, Chris Jones holdout worries me a little. He actually said that he's willing to hold out until week eight. I don't know why you would say that. It's not exactly Muhammad Ali predicting an eighth round knockout, but uh, so I don't know. Um, you know, the wide receiver situation, Scantling, Darius Tony is banged up a little. One of these guys, Moore or Rice, is probably going to emerge as a stud. And uh, they have Patrick Holmes. I don't know what else to say. That defense is solid. They they play the same teams they beat up on every year in the division. And I'm going to go over 11 and, five, 11 and a half. I have 13 wins for the Chiefs. Brian, you have over as well. Yeah, look, how do you not go over with the Chiefs at this point? And, and I will say, I I think I was first looking at them for like top seed. And then I was like, you know what? This, the schedule is obviously really tough, but I still think they get to 12. But look, all of their, the, the AFC West, they have tough schedules, but all of their, especially the Chiefs, they, they're, their tough games are all at home. Look, like Cincy's home, Buffalo's home, Philly's home, right? Mm -hmm. And they have just, they have dominated the AFC Wests now forever. Like they just yep. don't lose to the AFC West. It's funny. The only team if they ever lost the, the West team was the Raiders, mm -hmm. the you know, over the last six years, right? That's the only team they maybe lose a game. So like, yes, it might be more competitive here in this division, but worst case, worst case, I feel like they're four and two in the division, likely five and one. And like you said, one of their weapons, whether it's Sky Moore, Tony, one of those guys is going to have a good year for them. I don't have any concerns with pieces they lost, like Juju, who cares? Uh, I, mean, right. I don't think that that really matters to me. So well, lost to Frank Clark. Frank Clark's probably one of the big names, Frank right? Clark, yeah, but, I will. And like you said, defensively, the thing is, look, again, too, maybe with an over-under, you're a little concerned early on in the season because that is the time where usually the Chiefs' defense is like, Ah, this is the year their defense sucks, and then they get around yeah. to the playoffs, right? And then they they ramp it up there before the playoffs. But I still think twelve and five seems right for this team. You just you cannot go under with Mahomes until he actually goes under, right? Like right. How, you can't. You have to if he goes no. under this year, then then you could start having that conversation. But you can't do it now.
Yeah, and even the games they lost, it wasn't the defense's fault, really, right? It's usually like a hiccup in the uh, in the offense. Like they lost yeah. the Colts twenty to seventeen. Is that, did we watch that game together? Was that in New York? Was I in Brooklyn? Uh, yeah, they, for that? they right. screw. Yeah. yeah, they screw around sometimes too offensively. Like you yeah, know, they they they, play yeah, they lost these. to the Bills twenty four twenty. All right, that's ex- expected. But I do like you know, like I said, Clark being out, but they replace him like the. Zoma, the defensive end for Kansas State, had 21 sacks in two years. That's uh, That was their first-round pick. He'll play opposite Carl Aftis. So uh, I like this defense. Obviously, like what Mahomes does, he figures it out. They'll, they'll spread the uh, yards out either way. So we're both going over. Chargers now. Parley Kid, you're with me here. Nine and a half is the over-under. You go over, it's minus mm. 145. I will not be doing that. They're 3-1 to one to nope. win the division, 22-1 to one to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I just I'm sorry. I know he's a Dayton guy. I don't like this Staley. I think they have a good team and they lose games because of him. I really do. They're 19 and 15. Yeah. He did stupid things like played the starters week 18 and uh, a couple of them got hurt and going into that playoff mm. game against the Jags plays this too high shell defense. If you read about it, it seems like no one on the team understands what it is. You know, they, they didn't win games. They weren't supposed they were one in five as dogs and nine and two as favorites. Now they have Kellen Moore in there who really could be their coach this time, you know, next year or maybe even earlier. Uh, so we'll see how he meshes with uh, Justin Herbert, but he could Herbert obviously signed the huge deal. Um, he could mesh with them, but it just could be a bunch of weird games that they lose. Right. They always lose dumb pencil and Sunday night game versus bears in October is a loss home game against the bears. Like they'll lose that game. That's what they do. Um, and they're getting older too. I know they, you know, they drafted Quentin Johnson. They drafted two uh, TCU receivers, uh, including uh, in addition to Max Duggan, the quarterback. But you know, Keenan Allen, thirty-one. I feel like he has like an eight, seven, eight touchdown ceiling. Um, schedule's never great. Miami at Tennessee and at Minnesota to start week six to ten. Probably kid Dallas at KC. I mentioned Chicago at the Jets in Detroit. I got this team on there. I'm not going to go crazy. I have them at nine and eight, but uh, I'm not, I'm not picking them to get 10. That's for sure. Yes. Uh, you, I'm right on with you. And I, I, I want to like Staley cause he's a Dayton guy, but right. um, I can't believe in him. I, you know, he was, it's, it's, he's come from, it's a strange background, right? He was a quarterback at Dayton. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he becomes a uh, pretty well-known defensive coordinator for the Rams. Mm-hmm. Last year, he's calling plays for the Chargers. It's like the guy's still trying to figure it out. And I just don't know if he's going to figure this out in enough time to save his job. I mean, if you really look at what the Chargers did last year, even in some of their wins, uh, they're so they won by such slim margins. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, all right. You beat the Rams late in the year when when, when they were done. Um but like you said, uh, you you barely beat the Titans late in the year when they were done, um, and they won. They managed to win ten games. Uh, I am not like you said. They're one in five against teams with winning records. They don't play well against the good teams. They barely beat the bad teams. They they, they now this year their schedule. They have the third hardest jump in strength of schedule hmm. from last year to this year. That doesn't bode well for a team that you added Quentin Johnson. The word out of camp is he has not been very impressive uh, as this receiver right. uh, to maybe jumpstart the offense. Uh, they play three opponents, Sal, 
that come off Thursday night games. So the three of the three opponents are going to have long rests right. coming to play the Chargers. That does not bode well. Uh, we've been touting Mike Williams for years. I'm done with Mike Williams. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, I'm done with him. He just isn't the player. He shows flashes like twice a year where you're like, oh, Mike Williams, big game. But he just doesn't do it for me anymore. Keenan Allen has become a uh, really a possession receiver when he's healthy enough and on the field. Again, Eckler, man, I feel like they've gotten as much out of this guy as they possibly can. Yeah. And when is the regression going to start for Eckler? It's going to start soon, Sal. Uh, even though I do think they've used him wisely, they haven't. He hasn't had like a, a million carries a year, but he does catch the ball a million times a year. Yeah. Eventually, the hits add up, and his career. I'm I'm sorry to say. I don't know. Maybe his best days are going to be behind him. Running backs can only do so much. I don't trust this Chargers team. If there's one team in the league besides the Dallas Cowboys to not trust, <laughs> it's the Dallas Cowboys. We did call them of the Cow- West Coast. Cowboys West, right? They I always say Cowboys West because talented. Yeah. On paper, talent. That's you go, right. Wow, look at this. But listen, when they, it comes they could be, to they could be games, fun and exciting, and you could want them on the big screen, but it doesn't translate to 10 wins. And you know, Sal, the, the Chargers kickers kicked to a tune of like 94% without missing an extra point last year. Right. Their opponents kicked at an 80% clip. Interesting. Charge that that does not happen right. for the Chargers ever. Mm-hmm. And that probably won't happen for a second consecutive year. Sorry, Paulie Crispino, <laughs> our buddy. It's gonna uh, be the Chargers right, are not going to get it done. I I, I want to believe. I just can't. Yeah, just don't waste money, Paulie, flying out here to watch them. Uh, so that, that's all. although they have the AFC East, you could probably go a little local, right? Um, this year, yeah. I, uh, and again, we didn't even really talk about their defense, which uh, very bad run defense again. And uh, you know they they couldn't really spend on. They're they're going to be sixty million over the cap next year. So in a way, it's this year or bust. But. Um, and like I said, Herbert might, you know, in spite of that, he might put up big games and uh, they'll be exciting, but I'm not getting them the 10. I know they had 10 wins last year. I'm going to go under and take the plus money. Parley kid is with me. Broncos, one of my favorites, even though I don't have it over by too much. Uh, eight and a half is there over under minus 115 either way. Five to one to win the division, 35 to one to win the Super Bowl last year at this time, I hated the Broncos. I hated the Russell Wilson going over there. I, what I predicted wasn't as dramatic as the collapse that actually was presented to us, but this year different Sean Payton in 152 and 89 Joe Lombardi, offensive coordinator. You have Vance Joseph uh, from Arizona. He's the defensive coordinator. Um, I just think the culture's different. Sean Payton, you know, you read Russell Wilson had his own office last year. He had his own quarterback coach, uh, aside from the team quarterback coach. So uh, that, that ain't happening with Sean Payton, right? Uh, he was also sacked Russell Wilson. A lot of it was his fault, but uh, it was also sacked 55 times. And then they spent $135 million on offensive linemen with McGlinchey and Powers. Now, McGlinchey's a little banged up, but he should be ready for week one. Um you know, I like this team. They uh, play Hackett in week five. They open with uh, your Raiders, right? Washington at Miami, at Chicago. Those are all winnable games. Uh, Judy and Sutton could be gone next year. This is this is going to be a big year. They were four and nine in one possession games. I think, I think Harry, there was a, a stat if they had, they would have won nine games if they had scored more than 18 points 
in every game, which is crazy. Uh, they had the least points, uh, fewest points in the league. I'm going to go over the eight and a half. Harry, you're against me here. I like Russell Wilson. I like what uh, Sean Payton's going to do, and I think it gets them to nine wins. Another tough team. Um, and yeah, I'm going to go under eight and a half. I think they probably get to eight, but just five wins last year. Two were against Arizona and Houston. <clears throat> they won those five games by a combined 23 points. I really don't care for the wide receivers. Um, Judy and Sutton, average numbers at best. They already lost Tim Patrick in the at the beginning of the uh, um, uh, preseason. Preseason. Uh, they picked up Marvin Mims I don't know what, the yeah. other day who was yeah. dropped by Detroit <laughs> and released. Uh, now, Sean Payton has a lot to prove, and I think he'll change this, but Denver last year, 29th in procedure penalties on offense and on defense. I think that'll change with Payton as, uh, as the head coach. But, again, I said he's got a lot to prove because after he won the Super Bowl, he had Drew Brees for a lot of years and didn't do anything in those years. Mm -hmm. I think this – Five-win team from last year gets to eight, but I'm still going to go under eight and a half. Did you say they picked up Denzel Mims? Is that who? Uh... Marvin. Well, Marvin Mims is a draft pick. That That's their second round. That's their Oklahoma receiver. And Denzel Mims. Sorry, my mistake. <laughs> well, got all the Mims. All right, yeah. No, that's uh, a lot right. of Mims. So, yeah, I mean, they, they, so too many Mims to uh, keep track. By the way, the other thing is, and this flies in the face of my uh, AFC West player prop, pick but you know they gave jared stidham 10 million dollars for two years so yeah could be like a short leash bry for uh for russell wilson i think sean payton thinks he can make this offense move and it's happening with or without russ you know so well, keep an eye if they, on, go, keep to, an eye if on they go to stidham it's, uh, it's it can't be great it's not gonna well, make <laughs> it might not be great but it, you know, they only have to get to nine so i got them i know you have uh experience with him. All right, Brian, I'm going to give you your Raiders all to yourself. I'll just mention that they're over under six and a half. You go under it's minus minus one thirty. They're 15 to one to win mm. the, uh, the division and 45 to one to win the Super Bowl, which is interesting. That's probably the lowest odds for a fourth place projected team, right? 45 to one to win the yeah, Super it's, Bowl. It's stupid. I think a lot it's of Raiders stupid. fans right there in hey, Vegas making the bet. The, the uh, I'm going to go under. I can't stand taking this team. Brian, I picked them to win the division last year, and they had a, a billion close games. They lost all of them. They were 0-5 in three-point games or fewer. Um, it doesn't mean they turn it around with Jimmy G and that questionable defense and a stud running back who's holding out. I'll give it to you. I'm going under, and I think under in a, a big way, and uh, I think you agree. Well, that look, that was the thing, right? Two years ago, they won close games, right? They made the playoffs last year. I mm -hmm. mean, look, they they won, they lost how many games when they were up like 17 points? I mean, they set some unbelievable records, you know, losing five games, you know, with huge leads, which is unheard of. Um, terrible job by McDaniels. And look, I was I was I'm, I am going under here. But I was I was super pessimistic about this team like a few months ago. I'm starting to be a little bit more tiny, uh -oh. a tiny bit more optimistic. I uh -oh. don't know why. Maybe that's because look, maybe because that's all because of AOC, Aiden O'Connell. Like when just I mean, there, there's going to be a time when Jimmy G goes down. So at least you have some depth there, at quarterback. But like mm. the line could the line line's going to be okay. Um, it should be a good offensive unit. I actually think while their loss for the Raiders is an addition by subtraction, I just think it is for them this year. But mm -hmm. I am totally still concerned defensively. 
like, I, I mean, I've said this last year. There was no more important player, I think, defensively than Max Crosby. Like, if, if he either made a great play or the defense was pathetic, like mm-hmm. real, like pathetic. And, and what concerns me is like Tyree Wilson, who could be a very good player for them. You know, he just got cleared last week. So it has me thinking he's not going to be productive for the first month or month and a half. I would just think he's not going to be that productive. So there's just too many question marks, lack of depth on defense. And the schedule is rough. You know, you start, you go at Denver. So, I will say the Raiders First have four, had tough. Yep. Raiders have had a lot of success with Denver. So mm-hmm. if any if they're going to beat anybody, Denver's probably going to be the same. But you go at Denver at Buffalo, and then you're like, oh, oh crap! It's like you know, it's it, it might not be good. So I, I'm I'm leaning, I'm leaning the under six and a half here. At one point though, it was seven and a half. Oh, would have much rather had that. Yeah, number, that's right. But yeah. So yeah. yeah, I think it's Crosby and maybe Wilson. If he pans out, they bookend those guys and not, not a ton else on defense, right? There's just, I mean, as you said, that, they had six interceptions last year, which tied yeah. for the fewest. Yeah, I know no that's, tur- yeah, that's, that's a lucky stat or unlucky as it is, but no turnovers, the back end yeah. of the defense two years ago, they, they over outplayed like what they should have been two years ago. I just think that the, the problem, the concern I have with six and a half with the Raiders is, mm-hmm. The Raiders just, I feel like they don't know how to be bad enough, right? If they're going to, if they're going to suck, like McDaniel's not going to want it. He's never going to tank. His team is never going to tank. They're going to try every game. So like, you know, they're going to be right. um, You know, and maybe this is more a pass because they're going to, I feel like they're going to be right around that six number. So it's going to be like, it's going to be interesting. McDaniel's was six and oh with Denver and then 11 and 28 since. Yeah, he's really he's uh, as, <laughs> as hot as the seat gets. I think with a big, you know, a big name Vegas team here. Yeah, I mean, you look at the draft; it's nice, right? Wilson, Michael Mayer, the tight end for Notre Dame. They got the defensive tackle out of Alabama, Aiden yeah, O'Connell, like, who could be starting. Bry, yeah, you know, they like some of their other guys too. Yeah, yeah, so the, yeah. yeah. Just uh, Renfro's another one, mysterious. Went from 103 to 36 catches. Well, I know he was injured for a little bit, but I will say Ren- Renfro and Waller last year, those guys, mm-hmm. I mean, questionable every week. They weren't playing. You know, even yep. Renfro last year, sure handed, usually he was dropping balls. I mean, Waller dropped a bunch of touchdowns yep. that cost them last year. So he- he'll be better, though, this year. I think he'll be better. Uh, babyface, get Mike Lombardi on the phone and see if he's going over, if betting against his son or for his son. <laughs> over six, over on the six and a half. We got to get a number out of him. I, I don't. I mean, I'm. This is setting up for a more disappointing season for Bry than Ozark season four. <laughs> it's just going to be nothing will ever top that no. for Bry. Yeah. Oh no, I, I hate. I hated every season of Ozark. Just as maybe just the cartel as, just will as put equally. the Raiders out of their misery like they did in uh, Ozark. You got Rob Ryan as a defensive assistant. I'm seeing too, so that's fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. AFC West champ. This is going to be anticlimactic. We all have the chiefs. I don't think we're going to do this for any other division, but I don't know what to say anymore. I'm not sure why this number is so low at minus 175. They kicked the crap out of the Broncos. In fact, I don't know if I read that uh, number. What did they, they've lost like something like the Broncos lost like 14 straight or something to the chiefs. Yeah. Is it more than that? 15 might be more. God almighty. That's ridiculous. So, you know, you look at these teams and uh, they're going to go, the four and two or five and one in division. And, you know, probably, probably five and one, like they beat the Raiders pretty regularly, Brian, although even though, you know, they do pull out a game every now and then. So we're banking on the chargers to pull essentially two upsets. 
Um, what are the strikes against them? A first place schedule? They always have a first place schedule. Great coach, maybe the best quarterback we've ever seen. And we fill in around those two parlay kid chiefs. Yeah, this is an easy one, Sal. Uh, like you're saying at minus 175, I think there's not too often where you could say you're getting good value at minus 175. Mm -hmm. I think this is a case where you are. Uh, and like Brian said about Mahomes before, until he shows you he can't do it, you got to assume he's going to do it. Right. Uh, I, I'm uh, you big Andy Reid guy, probably the best coach in the game in my book, in my opinion. Um, they step it up when they need to step it up. Cast the characters at receiver. It doesn't matter. Mahomes just spreads that ball around. He'll throw for his 5,000 yards and like 40 touchdowns and, Pacheco will run the ball solidly. The defense will make enough plays. They win this division, Sal. I'm very, very confident. All in right. That. Well, I, I understand me being confident and you being confident, but Harry picking the Chiefs to win the division. Is it just uh, you waving the white flag here, Harry? That's what it seems like. Um, a little, but at minus 175. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. Uh, solid on my brain. Um, Kansas City at minus 175. I mean, haven't they hosted the AFC championship game in like five years in a row? So like at minus 175, that's a steal. Still loaded, still hungry. Pacheco, tremendous rookie season, especially the second half of the season. I'll I'll talk more about him in a second. And again, new coach in Denver, uh, new quarterback in Vegas. And the Chargers are close, but just seem like they can't beat Kansas City at minus 175. Wow. Yeah, I, I feel like it should be about minus 220, 225. They're expected to win right. 11 and a half. The Chargers are expected to win nine and a half. That's a that's a pretty big gap. That's not a one yeah. game gap, right? Yes. Uh, like compared to, is it the same as what the Jaguars are asking to pull off? I guess is it that that's what's weird. Like compared to the Jaguars, who are minus 175, also they have a two and a half game uh, lead on the Titans. So I don't, I don't know. It doesn't totally add up. But Brian, maybe you can make sense of it. No, I I can't. I can't. It should it should be higher. And look, I'm not. I'm, the main thing here is I'm not buying the Chargers hype yet. I mean, when have they ever stayed healthy? I'm sure yeah. by the time this podcast posts, all of a sudden there'll be somebody who's who's out for the Chargers. That's just how it's been for them for like ten right. years, right? Yeah. It's just, right. And I and I'm not. I don't think. You know, Denver's uh, to me, Denver's not going to take a big enough leap. And, and the Chiefs have just dominated this division for so long. Now. And nothing would change my mind on that. Yeah. All right. So let's do our AFC props, uh, both team and player. Uh, no surprise here. I like Chargers to not make the playoffs at even odds, dead even. I went over my reasons why I don't like this team. And by the way, I still have them win nine games. So maybe not a complete disaster for a hot seat coach, but not enough to make the playoffs. I have two teams from the North making it two in the East. And then the other wild card team, as the Broncos. So I'm pro Broncos, anti chargers, but you know, look, they barely made it last year with 10 wins the year before they lost that classic week 18 game bride to the Raiders. So it's probably going to be close. It's a coin flip bet, but by my estimation, you in all likelihood have a team that's going to win the West spoiler in the chiefs. And then you're left with the Chargers competing with like five or so other coin flip playoff teams for three spots. And that's if another team doesn't emerge. So I think there's a better than slight edge here on betting the Chargers to not make the playoffs with big hedge opportunities. Last three are Bills at Broncos and Chiefs. That's uh, to end the season. Give me even odds. Chargers, no playoffs. Uh, somebody else has something on the Chargers. Oh, Parley Kid. No, yeah, not, just I'm a different way of doing this. Yeah. 
Just a different way of doing it, Sal. I keeping it simple here. Chargers not to win 10 or more games plus 125. I mean, it kind of hits the same as the under. Mm-hmm. Uh maybe a little bit better value, but um so I, I like everything we just said. Uh the Chargers, I think, were very fortunate to win 10 games last year. I don't really think they've made upgrades uh, on this roster, enough upgrades to think that with a tougher schedule this year than last year and a lot of things breaking their way actually last year, obviously with the exception of a few boneheaded coaching moves, Chargers don't get to 10 wins this year. Chargers fans frustrated beyond belief. Uh, and uh, their coach, unfortunately, this uh, my, my 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 main man Brandon Staley from Dayton, does not make it. Uh, will he be the first coach fired? Not sure about that yet, but I think his time is limited. Well, and you could you could bet LA. that they will not. They'll never ho- hire another coach from Dayton again. I'm sorry, that's just it. This is, <laughs> they, they blew it, blew it for the whole school, for the whole university. All right, uh, Harry Chiefs. Wow, do you love the Chiefs this year? It's not even that I love the Chiefs. It's just these seemed like no-brainer bets. I'm going to take them over four and a half division wins, getting plus money mm-hmm. at plus 120. Right. Six and zero versus the West last season. They've won 11 in a row in their division overall. They own Denver, like we mentioned, Sal, like 14, 15 in a row there. They have won five or more division games since 2014. Yeah, wow. The only time they didn't was in 2020 and they had already locked up the number one seed and played Chan Henney in the final week uh, and sat Mahomes. So aside from that, they've won five or more since almost 10 years now, nine years. And then taking over half and you're getting plus money. And I know it's not the coach because they've had Mahomes all those 10 years, right? I mean, 2014 for, for them to win five, right? Is that what you're saying? No, Alex Smith was uh, – last time I checked, Alex Smith was the number one pick overall when he was drafted. Oh, just wow. Okay. All right. Yeah, he goes down just in saying. the annals as one of the greats, Mahomes Alex Smith. Okay, so now Alex Smith. <laughs> the depths Harry will go to to not give Andy Reid credit. And now we have to say Please. that like, Alex Smith is a Hall of Famer because <laughs> – I don't know. Oh, that, that, right. same, that same year, Alex uh, oh, Andy Reid lost a 21-point lead at halftime oh, in Tennessee in the playoffs at home. But, all right. I know. All right. Uh, so anyway, all right, Brian <laughs> – Please take us out of here. Broncos under yeah. two and a half division wins. Oh, I don't like this. Well, you might not like this, Sal, but look, the Broncos, I mean, look, I, I, of course, Peyton can change things here, but under two and a half for the Broncos, uh, mm-hmm. under two and a half wins, plus 130 here. And I'm not buying the hype just yet with them. I mean, they, there's a lot of things that have to go right for them. But look, under two and a half, the reason I like this so much is, look, you you said it before, the Chiefs have murdered Denver now for seven, eight years. The Raiders have beaten them six straight. You know, so mm-hmm. I, I feel like this is a, I, I think yeah. I, in all honesty, I think they split with the Chargers, they split with the Raiders, and then they lose two to the Chiefs and you get to two. That first four. game's I think big. That's, big. That's a it, fun it's big. You know, first that, game. Yep. Look, it's that, look, if the Raiders, if the Raiders beat them at Denver, they're sweeping them for this, for the year. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I like them beating them at home. So I think, um, Two and four plus money. That seems like the realistic scenario to me of what's going to happen. Okay. Well, I don't know how they're going to make the playoffs for me if that's the case. But I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll redo my I'll redo my configurations. All right. Uh, did I get to everyone? We just have to do uh, player props now. Yes. Yep. 
you know, I hated Russ last year going into the season. And like I said, he failed more than even I predicted. But uh, I'm going to talk about the past where before last season, he eclipsed 23 and a half touchdowns in five straight years. That's what I'm going with. Minus 125. I don't like overs. I didn't like Russ. It doesn't really make sense. But I like Sean Payton. I like Judy and Sutton essentially in contract years to put up decent numbers. Mims, the rookie wide receiver from Oklahoma, they think could maybe break out. Um, it's not a big number to go over. It really isn't. You know, I like, I'm going to, I'm going to roll the dice with Russell, the hustle and bustle man, muscle Wilson, the high knees, the planks on the plane gone combined with Sean Payton's guidance, gets him the 25 plus touchdown passes, take over 23 and a half parley kid. You have a quarterback prop as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you on this. And maybe this is a little bit of a hedge for me against uh, the, my other Chargers uh, bets here. But I'm taking Herbert over 30 and a half touchdown passes. I don't think it's a hedge at all. I think both could easily happen. Chargers don't make playoffs. Chargers stay under. Well, Herbert has a big go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just saying technically, I don't really think it's a hedge, but yeah. it could be seen as a hedge. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, 31 in year one. 38 in year two, somehow, how does this guy throw for 25 touchdown passes last year? What the heck happened Yeah, uh, there in L.A. Eckler steals a bunch. He really does. And, yeah. Well, he does, but he's also uh, he's scoring touchdowns catching the ball because right. guys like Mike Williams and Keenan Allen don't score touchdowns. Mm-hmm. That's got to change this year, Sal. Yeah. They stole – they took Kellen Moore away from the Cowboys – I think Kellen Moore is going to help Herbert. I really do. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of that move for the Cowboys to uh, go away from from Moore, hmm. but Mark McCarthy wanted more control. Moore is going to be a big influence on that offense. Yeah, like you said, I think these can both happen. Herbert is just too talented, right? So to not throw for like thirty-five to forty touchdowns a season seems like he I, should that's be the there. One thing yeah. of, about this one thing about this Chargers team, you could say they don't, as a fan, you have to worry about everything else but the quarterback position. I also think that injury he suffered, uh, what, how late in the season was that? I uh, remember he had uh, yeah, he took what a was hit. That? Yeah. Uh, and I just don't think he was ever really the same after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yet he played in every single game. But I'm trying to think about how late in the season that was. He bounces back with a, statistically a big season. Take Herbert over 30 and a half touchdowns, Sal. I think like your Wilson one, I love this one too. I'd almost par If yeah. I could, I'd parlay both of them. I, I, I guess it's week two. Was that week two? Does that make sense against the Chiefs? Was it that well, early? I mean, he had a rib, I don't think it was that was early, rib, was it? It was a rib injury. Is that the one you're talking about? A rib about? injury. I mean, he had, he had a couple. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's it. Yes. Yeah. Uh yeah, fractured rib cartilage second week of the season against the Chiefs. Was um, it really sound? Yeah. That was just that early in the season. Yeah. He played through that. Boy, I, I I tell you what, that certainly hampered him. Yeah. Uh he'll he'll bounce back with a huge statistical year, right. I believe. I don't know where it's all gonna come from because I don't believe in this receiving core, but he just he's like Mahomes. He'll just get it done. Bry believes it too. He likes him for most passing yards at plus four fifty. Yeah, I like a plus 450. Look, he finished second in passing yards last season with weapons hurt and himself being hurt. He finished second the year before. Two years ago, he threw for over 5,000 yards. Look, you have more depth. I know I know. Parley Kid was saying before about Johnson, the receiver, but you do add more depth at wide receiver. 
And just sure. Kellen Moore being there, I think, opens it up a lot more for him. And I think, look, the thing that's always frustrating about them is they can move the ball. You know, they mm-hmm. put up yards. Yeah. They put up yards. They just can't score. They 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 get there. They are twenty to twenty four point a game. You know, scoring every every game, and that's what they mm-hmm. are. Yes. Maybe this year yeah, it'll be it a little no bit sense. better. But the yards are still going to be there. He is going to be top two or three again. So take him up plus four fifty. It's funny you look at the schedule and they play the Chiefs in the last game of the year, and you want them that to not mean anything for Mahomes. So if everything lays yeah. out the way we think Good. it wouldn't will, be bad. He wouldn't play. Good. Yeah. Good. Although Mahomes, Not did, bad. Mahomes I like did play. I like it. Didn't exactly sit the last game last year, right? Right. And, and uh, no. <laughs> no. Went, went nuts again. <laughs> but they needed that game. So, all right, Harry, uh, Pacheco, over five and a half rushing touchdowns. Yeah, at minus 115. Like, he had five last year in his rookie season, but didn't play a ton in the first third of the season. Mm-hmm. He ended up being Casey's leading rusher as the season progressed. 10 of his 12 last games, he had double-digit carries. Mm-hmm. Uh, he runs hard. He runs fast. He played in all 17 games. Seems to me more seems to be more durable than McKinnon and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire on this offense. It scores a ton of touchdowns. And mm-hmm. Reed, more than anything, Andy Reed, I think has more faith in Pacheco as their leading rusher. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take him over five and a half touchdowns. I love how much Harry loves the Chiefs this year. I, I nice, loves Harry. the Chiefs. I, I hope they go three and 14. I, he's so opposite. I hope they I still go, I hope they still go all in 17. This but, is opposite yeah. Harry this year. Opposite Harry, why, do you hate, why don't you like Reed? What, what is it? <laughs> I've explained it so many it times. It doesn't make yeah, sense. Explain it in a way that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, he's anyone like when he won the first title with Kansas city and Mahomes had 50 touchdowns and, Almost 6,000 yards. Darren, you could have been head coach and you could have won eight games with that team. Okay. All right. That's number one. Number two, I just did mention that even before Mahomes, when he didn't win any Super Bowls, he had still had a number one drafted quarterback in Alex Smith. And in Philadelphia, I mean, is Josh Rosen a number one drafted quarterback? First round. I I, I just, I think like, but but in Philadelphia, you can't lose to Tampa Bay in the NFC championship Mm -hmm. game at home when Tampa's never won a game in 32 degree temperatures ever. They lose that one. You let Joe, 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 Jerevich beat you. And then also you lose at home to Carolina and Jake (laughs) Delon. You blow that you know, you, and, uh, and then you've won your coach for like 40 for you. years. You're going to be able to t- t- pick three games that you didn't like the result in. I mean, that's just how it is. But Polly kid, the answer is we don't have a starting point with Harry because he can't admit he can't pick out who a good coach is. He won't say anybody is a good coach. So this is a, a pointless right. question, right? Harry, you still have never right. answered who's a good well, coach. And if you say Belichick, then, Darren, if you say Belichick, we'll just point to Brady's success as you do Mahomes. Right? So, I don't know who you're you going to say. say that. You didn't say Darren that. Said to me the other day. He asked yeah. me if Mahomes, if uh, uh, Harbaugh was a good coach. Jim Harbaugh was a good coach, and I said no. I think he's a heck of a recruiter. <laughs> right. It's amazing. This is, this is what I mean. So you don't have a list of good coaches. It's just a category that doesn't exist. So this is a pointless question. So it's, it's like yeah. it's like yeah, it's like so that just would be like if everybody said, yeah. "Is Harry a good gambler?" No, yeah, right, he's right. absolutely not. What's your favorite? He went, 20, uh, some people he went 23, so. 23 and seven in the so. month of July. Yeah. No, still, still terrible. What's your favorite like, uh, flavor of ice cream? You don't cream? want people oh, saying. You don't, don't want don't, people saying that. I don't like ice cream. Oh, okay. Well, then you that's, gotta, uh, yeah. you gotta respect excellence when there's excellence, Harry. Just, just, look just it. okay. That's well, it. 
Andy Reid's been around a long time coach and he's been, he's been given the opportunity to be a head coach for a lot of years in this league where other coaches sort of don't get that chance. Oh, Harry, do you, if you put Alex Smith, had almost 350 touchdowns, is he in your top, is Alex Smith in your top 30 quarterbacks in the last 20 years? You're lying. If you say yes, you're lying. No. If you say yes, I don't care where he was drafted. If they picked him off the street no. or whatever, give me a break. Those early years, okay. that was tough to win with that Chiefs team, and the division was probably better. And he's better. had the Man. best quarterback ever. Harry, we got to get you back to – you got to find teams to root for. Yeah. You Listen, gotta, you guys you, are ripping you, me, and I did everything positive for Kansas City. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We, we just asked one simple question as to why they might, might. – Darren knows. I've told him this a thousand times. And, and a lot of that is due – you're taking all Answer these me overs. This, Answer me this. Why is Troy Aikman in the UCLA Hall of Fame – in the ring of fame when Talking he played there about. two years, he had like 30, 35 touchdowns. What are you worried about? What are you worried about? I'm saying, why is he in the because he was, because he was the number one draft pick from the school oh, there. Number one. I mean, oh, number one, but Alex Smith, pretty number impressive. One. But that's before he went to the pros, Harry, he was number one. You're going to discount them for, he, he did what he had to do to get to number one at UCLA. Like, I don't know. What the hell are we talking? Well, how did Joel, we get here? Come, what jump, save your boy. What happened? I'm saying, here, how did Troy Aikman get in the ring of honor? You said he was there for two years. He had like two more touchdown passes than picks. How did he get that? Jesus How are you number one? You know? First ballot Hall of Famer. He's worried about a lot of things. We got to make a list of 10 Sims athletes. Has 60 more touchdowns than him and, and 10, 25 less 10, picks. Right. You could start with Andy Reid, Harbaugh, Aikman, Romo. Four guys that Harry has it just will no matter what will always kill. That's a stupid. We still we have to keep adding At least to Romo that list. at college had Dino Babers as a head coach there. All right. You know what? This this podcast is already three and a half hours so, long. We well, got to <laughs> go ahead, Brian. What do and you so say? I was going to say, you didn't even jump on Harry. He rounded 5,000 passing yards up to 6,000. Harry should teach uh, substitute math, I think. Uh, I'm trying oh to pump my up. God. See if there's any slots open. Up uh, all right. Uh, Babyface, you want to jump in on here before we throw the break real quick? There's nothing you can do. I mean, he doesn't even like Don Shula Steakhouse. No, that's, like that's Shula not true. Yeah. Overpriced. Not Overpriced. <laughs> I've been there. All right. Let's. Uh, I love it. Jake Delhomme, Darren. Jake Delhomme. Let's uh, let's take it. a quick break and we'll be right back with our plays of the day, and then we'll get the hell out of here. All right, play of the day for Wednesday. Not a ton of uh, baseball action tonight. Uh, I'm going Red Sox Astros over nine. It's minus 105. Boy, 10 runs yesterday in this game and 13 the day before. The batters in this series don't know what to do with themselves. 45 hits over two mm. games. And now you have Urquidy versus uh, Sale, Chris Sale. Urquidy's two and three with a 521 ERA. Sale shouldn't be out there too long against this Astros lineup. I think this is his third start since June 1st. He hasn't gone longer than five innings. Too many guys hot, both lineups. Verdugo, Duval, uh, Bregman, Tucker, Turner, even for the Red Sox. The bottom of the lineup for the Astros is red hot. This has 6-5 written all over it. I'm going over nine with uh, virtually no VIG. Red Sox, Astros over nine. Parley Kid. Parley Kid, I know it's fun. You, you know, you gave this pick like before the Mets played the Braves yesterday. Yeah, um, 
and now you're doing it minus one and a half, plus one twenty-five. I mean, the Braves screwed me yesterday. Up three nothing late in the game, and Vogel Fat hits uh, a two-run home run. Yeah, and uh, I lose out. my what minus power. one and a half. What power that guy I mean, has! Amazing. <laughs> I mean, look, they should have lost the game. Why th- they could have lost the whole game. The bottom line Braves. is, he's he's showing why Vogelback's showing why the Mets should just bring him back another year next year. <laughs> um, Sign him, sign him right now. Screw Listen, me, but the I, Mets so, got gutty um, players coming through. That is one thing. The Yankees, look, you have to lot, be jealous. They are of. guttier than the Yankees are to, right now. You know, That's for sure. Kid is fun. There's a lot of a lot. My a lot gosh, of, we. But I, it's a text that we're going back between JJ Dostremski, myself, and Brian last oh, night about the Yankees. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. Yeah. So, but look, I'm going to come back with the Braves because the Braves have not broken the bats out yet this series. It's going to happen tonight. Charlie Morton on the mound. I don't know how this guy just keeps pitching. Uh, the guy just uh, every year he's mm-hmm. so solid. Has not given up a run in his last eleven innings. Those include starts against the Mets and the Yankees. So maybe that's not saying too much. But the Braves bats come to play tonight. They 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 jump on the, the Mets for about seven or eight runs. Wow! Uh, and win <laughs> and win this game. They, Quintana's been pretty good though. I have to say yeah, for the like- Mets. Another guy that yep. has, I don't know, is getting it done yet. The Mets just stink. But uh, Braves winning a route tonight. They cover the one and a half at plus 125. Take the Braves bats that bound right. to break out. Stewart, Ortega, Rouse, this team. I love it. I love what they're doing. My God. By, by the way, I didn't even look when, since uh, Brian brought it I up. Told but de- you. I told That's what I'm saying. The Mets fans are giddy. They're giddy about this season. Well, they have five teams to jump. They're not making the playoffs, <laughs> but I want I want Caesars. Is Caesars even putting a line on it anymore? No, I don't even see playoff odds. All right, Brian, what's your pick? Uh, I'm going Giancarlo Stanton under a half a hit at plus 145. <laughs> Seems good. But yeah. This Yankee team, I mean, this Yankee line. Oh, my just, gosh. It's it's. It can't get worse. It's it's so you could call up a <laughs> a, a single A team and they would be bound to get more hits than this Yankees oh, that's team. Right. Bring up it's they, incredible. They bring up the young guys yesterday. None of them get hits. Um, of course they don't. They're, they're ruining all of them. But I will say, look, Stanton. I will is is hits. The reason why you're getting like a minus one seventy for him to get a hit is because he hits lefties well. Mm-hmm. But this is a guy. He's one for his last eighteen. Two for two for his last twenty five. He's now batting one ninety six, which actually seems very high for him. Mm. Uh, but I, in this game, he's going to face this lefty twice. So, and then he'll face relievers who he's not going to be able to hit. So he's going to have two opportunities to get a hit. The guy stinks right now. <laughs> I, I would just I would just keep betting. He under a half a hit for this guy for the probably the rest of the season. People are calling him the worst player of all time. Harry pointed out how much he's been paid for doing nothing. I mean, well, a, the, Met, the, the Mets have I, a ton of those. But The only yeah. thing I'll say about Stan, look, uh, we've killed, Darren and I have killed the Yankees for years. They do not hit in the playoffs. They do not hit in the playoffs. Stan, I will say, is the one guy yeah. over the last three or four years. Said, in the playoffs, he you know, he has performed for them compared to yeah. others. But regular season wise, just he's awful. Probably won't matter too much. The playoffs yeah. uh, this year. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, Harry, you have what are you doing? First three innings. What is this? Yeah. First three innings under two and a half at minus 120. Dodgers versus Guardians. Guardian starter Xavier Curry pitched terrific on Friday, going six innings, gave up just one and run in that game against Detroit. And that game happened to be 0-0 at the end of three. And Kershaw's on the mound for the Dodgers. 
Last 36 innings, just four earned runs. He's been fantastic. So I'm going to go under two and a half Dodgers Guardians um, tonight. All right. I'm looking for the futures here. Uh, yeah, they just don't have the playoff odds anymore. Doesn't matter. What's the point in even looking? Hey, uh, maybe, Polly, could the Yankees could call up some kids from this El Segundo team. My goodness. They played on Tuesday. They beat the Metro team. Now they have Tennessee. They already lost. So uh, let's keep it going. The local boys are minus 320 favorite. Over the Tennessee team. Keep it on there. You can't find that on Caesars. I'm going to be uh, up front with you. Mikey Meatballs, you don't care. You're in the thick of it right there. I don't even know how you sleep at night with all the noise going on for the El Segundo Little League team. You don't really care. <laughs> Me and the Grizz been watching every oh, have game. You? All right, good. I see him posting uh, on it uh, on, on Instagram. So, yeah. All right. Fun team. Uh, I think the I think the Grizz should coach Little League Baseball next year. <laughs> I, I, I like to see that. Be a I like to see him take a team. She's take a local team. Let's do it. Yeah. Him and Michael. That could be yeah, good. That'd be amazing. That would be a good that would be a real amazing. Walter Mathal uh situation there. <laughs> he'd, he'd have him hooked on Pilsner's Yeah. There you go. All right. You know, M- Michael could have Barbie pinch hit in the sixth inning. You that'll be good. Be, uh, yeah, we'll bring it all together. All right. Go El Segundo. This might have been our longest podcast of the year. Um, we did 72 minutes on the AFC South, but uh, I think we learned a lot. <laughs> We're going to be back with the, what are we doing, Bri? NFC we're up to, right? NFC yep. East, NFC yep. North. Those will be fun breakdowns. That'll be uh, Thursday night. You'll hear that. That's another episode of Against All Odds for Mikey Meatballs, for Babyface Joel Solomon, and the Degenerate Trifecta. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Na 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 na